KRCL 90.9 FM, HD1, Salt Lake City, Ogden, Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, and on the web at krcl.org. KRCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits, like the Share House of Catholic Community Services of Utah, which accepts in-kind donations to help refugees setting up a new home in Utah. More details online at ccsutah.org slash programs. Homegrown's all right with me. Homegrown is the way it should be. Homegrown is a good thing. Plant that bell and let it ring. Aldine here, KRCL's Punk Rock Farmer, and this is Radioactive, and it's a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. In the studio here tonight with me, Laura Jones, as always. Hey, hey, how you doing? Very good, thank it's you. It's been so cold. You know I'm tired of winter. <laughs> it's been too cold for too darn long. You're done. But you had some fun last weekend. You're going to bring a bit of that to the show later, right? Yes, we're going to talk a little bit. Um, we Well, I did talk a little bit to Fawn Ruckert at the uh, Utah Flower Farm Convention, and uh, that was cool. They let me sneak in at the end. And and, uh, Shh, don't tell anybody else on the show. Okay? I know. Somebody <laughs> might get mad. <laughs> and then uh, we have some other stuff going on. We have um, Shirley Barnes is with us from Turn Project uh, Community Turn Ser- Dreams. Turn Dreams. That's what they call now, right? Okay, Turn Dreams. And okay. uh, used to be Project Turn. Project Turn. And um, they, we started a little uh, community garden for them, a little garden out in it's out by Wheeler Farm and boy it did really good and they're excited to do it again this year we're going to talk about what happened then and projecting for the future and what else we have Allison Enerson yeah. from the downtown farmers market she's in the peanut gallery now yes and your mic on mind <laughs> and uh Simbria had some important business to tend to on the hill Hello. and Sarah's here with hey, us Sarah. I'm more fun anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So stick around for all of that on the show. But first, fresh and homegrown music, Sullivan Pechenpeng, our audio engineer, has got Eyes Buggy set up. Hey, Eyes Buggy, how you doing? Hello. All right. Doing very good. Introduce the band. Um, So my name is Gavin. I'm on guitar. My drummer is Ginger. Ginger, make some noise. (laughs) (laughs) Our Guitarist is Chance. Chance, let's hear that. Little guitar. All right, this little sound check. And then? And then we have Simon on bass. Hey, Simon. Hello. And you and Gavin holding down the vocals, too. So you've been playing since what? About spring last year? Yeah. Okay, got some gigs coming up. You just dropped a new single that we're going to hear before the night is out. Aldine. Yes, the first one is called Glam. You want to explain a little bit about where this one came from? Um don't really have an exact idea on what the song's about, but Mark <laughs> Bolin is the uh, inspiration. There you go. Very good. Um, I'd say that's about it. So um, that's good stuff. Um, this one is called Glam, Eyes Buggy, Fresh and Homegrown, right here on KRCL 90.9 FM. Gone. 
was singing some tunes to the electric blues. With angels in the sky, you control the wind. One Sky, Skywatcher Leo T here as we look up into the twilight and into the evening amongst the star trails and planets, the little green comet that can. Remember, I think I can, I think I can, the little engine that could? Well, the comet visiting the outer reaches is hard to see in the cities, but if you find a dark spot, remember that the comet is in a different place every night and will be coming up near a big orange capella in the next few days. How do you find Capella? Well, just after dark, face east and look very high, almost overhead. The bright star there is Capella, the goat star, some call it. To the right of it, with binoculars, a small, narrow triangle, sparkly stars known as the Kids. And the little green comet that could will be a little green flash near Mars on February 10th. Even if we don't see it for ourselves, it's fun to know that according to Allison Grunewald, anthropology and archaeology from the University of Wyoming, that our cosmic visitor last came 50,000 years ago when the world was in a glacial stage or ice age, and megafauna like mammoths and mastodons still roamed the earth. Neanderthals walked amongst other things, including modern humans, homo sapiens. Animals back then were similar to those we see today, particularly in Africa, but, but bigger and looked slightly different. There were caves, short-faced bears, and saber-toothed cats, Smilodon, larger hyenas, larger dire wolves, and elephant-sized sloths, Megatherium. As we celebrate comets and Megatherium and giant kangaroos and short-faced bears, let's uh, take a look. Let's uh, look at the little Skywatchers. We take it out to Mars. Ah, oh, Mars. Kind of quiet and relaxing after Earth. NASA's Perseverance Mars rover took a photo of one of the 10 sample tubes deposited on the deposit area, created in an area nicknamed Three Forks. There's a restaurant and a diner there. For later pickup by another spaceship years from now, with the exploration that Perseverance has been doing, roving around the hills and the Jezero Crater where ancient river deltas flowed and the geology flows is lots of fun. And looking up into the sky, we find the big bear up above our heads and honor all peoples and the Inuit peoples who considered the polar bear, which they called Nanook, to be the powerful and wise a legend. It describes a ten-legged polar bear living on the Arctic ice pack who renounced the violence of his four-legged relatives and attempted to create a community based on peace and love. Like the bear dances, let's join and cavort with the wind and look at beautiful painting of Susan Satan Belay, who identified with the bear totem and painted this mystical work just before her death in 1997. Have a look on the Skywatcher Facebook page as we look up, look around, and let's get lost in space just a little bit. Skywatcher Leo T on Radioactive with Laura Jones and Al Dine, the punk rock farmer on 90.9 FM, KRCL, and streaming live. At krcl.org. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate it. And do check out his Facebook page and suggest something that you'd like to hear on Many Cultures, One Sky with Skywatcher Leo T. All right, Al Dine, it's time for our rallies and resources. And I had one thing. The governor issued an executive order today, and he wants the, uh, he's ordering the Great Salt Lake Causeway berm to be raised. So more spring runoff can go into the south arm of the lake and hopefully fix some of the things that have been going on. So good news on the Great Salt Lake front, I guess, with that order from the governor. Sounds good. In the meantime, Farmer's Market is tomorrow. Allison Enerson from Urban Food Connections, downtown Salt Lake City Farmer's Market. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I love what you said in your uh, your newsletter I got this morning. Make their hearts skip a beat. B-E-E-T. Will there be beats <laughs> there tomorrow? There will be, <clears throat> excuse me, there will be beats and there will be um, greens and chard and carrots and onions and shallots and um, a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, a lot of good produce right now. We've got a significant number of uh, people who are growing in hoop houses and greenhouses. and So it's really a, a fun time. There's still apples that are actually carried over from last mm -hmm. season. 
our good friends at friends at Pine Farm. It never um, really stops, does it? It's they, they, he usually runs out of apples. I mean, just produce and you know, all winter long. Folks, you oh. know, maybe don't think that there's there's stuff at the farmers market that's growing here, but uh, yes, there is. There is. There's a really good amount, and um, you know, I would encourage you to get there early because the produce is the first thing to go mm-hmm. every week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, if you get there and there's not any carrots, then buy yourself a Danish and um, move on. It'll there's be fine. There's some cheese. There's <laughs> chocolates. I'm really, really happy that we have Park City Creamery I'm now. I'm so happy, too. Uh, we tried to court them for years and years, and they just said, no, we can't do it. We can't do it. And then she just emailed me and said, we'd like to do the market. And I said, Corinne. I've been dying for you. <laughs> right. It's very good cheese. And it's difficult. We don't have that many cheesemakers in the state right now that aren't, you know, that are artisanal cheesemakers. Right. So it's great to have them. And they've been doing really well. And it's a great addition to the winter market this year. And then I saw in your newsletter as well that you're ready for vendors for summer at Pioneer Park. What is the opening day? Do we have a date yet? Opening day for the market yeah. is June 3rd. June 3rd. We'll hold you to it. I believe. <laughs> Let me just double check my calendar. Level of certainty will hold right? you to it. It's the first Saturday in June. Yeah. It's, it's always the first Saturday in June. Yeah. It is June 3rd, okay. just and to confirm. You need vendors to start signing up? We do. Our applications will open on the 7th. That's Tuesday. And we encourage um, everybody to apply early. Um, you know, it's always a nail biter when all the applications come in on April 7th, which is when they close. So. <laughs> Um, so please get get your applications in early if you have a new product, if you want to start a business, if you're you know out there with an idea. Um, we love really helping to build new businesses. We love helping to get new vendors, um, get their start. And so it's it's a really exciting time, actually. Musicians and artistic folks should be applying at the same time? Absolutely. The, um, applications for buskers, musicians, um, all kinds of, all of our sort of artistic services will open on the 7th as well as well so um maybe you want to do some face painting or you (laughs) whatever you maybe you want to play guitar or just sing some balloons um, do some balloon animals um yeah all that stuff opens on the 7th and it's it's going to be a good year that's going to be great june 3rd summer market pioneer park opens get your vendor application in starting on the 7th of february but i also read something about a local food micro grant program what is this all about is it new is this the first time you've done this no this is not new this is like Uh, I want to say it's our 10th cycle. Um, This started in partnership with Sustainability Department of Salt Lake City, um, just really wanting to um, help grow businesses. And um, so, yeah, it's it's open to all. Um, If you are a greens grower and you need more storage space, if you want to dip into some funds for a new tractor or, you know, I mean, it's really kind of open. So we love being able to help businesses grow and help them get the equipment and the supplies that they need. So I highly encourage everyone to apply for that. Urban Food Connections of Utah, that's the the body that puts on the farmer's market. That's right. We're in a 501c3 yep. nonprofit. And that's the money that the grant comes through there. And you've been, over time, been able to grant $175,000. So this is very important to small farmers, Al. Mm-hmm. So um, Valentine's Day is coming up. What kind of treats can people expect to be at the market? Well, we'll have our, our good friends Chocolate Conspiracy. We'll have a large array of delicious, delectable pastries. There's a we have a great dairy free pastry vendor. Um, we have you know your favorites from Crumb Brothers. We'll have oh we had some good spicy uh, caramels from Flaming Homers. This are this they sugar free? Uh, no, jeez, Laura, come on. So I'm trying to be good, but you're tempting me. <laughs> this is just a scant few hours away tomorrow. I got to be there at ten and before anybody can spot me. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. I mean, definitely, it's it's good to get there early, and it's not going to be that cold tomorrow. Um, so yeah, come on down. It's going to be a little bit tricky because we're sharing our space space with some activation that's going to be happening because of the NBA All-Star game. So we will be closed um, All-Star weekend, which is February 17th, um, 18th. So um, definitely you want to come and stock up. And if there are some weird walls in your way, just walk around the wall. Your vendors are all there. It's just going to look a little bit strange because we're still in the north end of Rio Grande. Still in the north end, 16 North, Rio Grande Street, all the way at the north end of the gateway. 10 to 2. 10 to 2 every Saturday through April. Vendor applications and micro grants as well. Thanks for stopping by. Happy to be here. Is your citrus guy back this weekend? Uh, Yes. Okay. 
So if you're looking for citrus. I think he just went on a run. He's my he neighbor. Did. Yeah. Oh, is yes, and I just James. go to his house. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh you get the back room deal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are dialed in. Thanks. Thanks, Allison. We'll put all those details in the show notes at krcl.org tonight. But now our friends from Red Acre Center. Sarah Patterson is here. Your mom has the night off. Well, not really. She's on the hill working. <laughs> so she had to go to a meeting because the commissioner was there. What did you tell me? No. Oh. So um, our, the bill was assigned last week. Which bill? Uh, numbered. It was it's um, HB three twenty, and now it has it's going to be in committee this Monday, and so we won't really have time because they get the weekend off. Um, we won't really have time to talk to everyone on the committee, and this is the committee chair that she had a meeting with. Okay. And, and this so. is about the sale of raw milk derivatives, in essence, the products raw you can make. Products. Yeah, yeah, raw milk products. Yeah, from licensed um, raw milk dairies. So, so like I, Utah Natural Milk and Meat, Redmond, these are the dairies that we're talking so about. So cream and, and butter is okay, but mm-hmm. ice cream and buttermilk and things like that are not yeah so this is going to make that whole i mean who doesn't want ice cream raw milk ice cream sounds really good (laughs) (laughs) even though it's cold outside i'm always up for some ice cream so uh, this is this is a bill that you guys are behind but there's a few other things going on like like uh, more than a f- couple. There's some good yeah. stuff going on. There's a soil thing going on with um, the guys from UDAF, Tony um, Richards. He's been on the show. We've had some great conversations mm-hmm. with him. Tell me a little bit about yeah, that so one. This, so appropriations, there's some really uh, great ask going on. The soil is happening, and that is looking really good to be funded because the sponsor that's bringing that forward is the um, – the majority leader in the Senate. So it's actually my senator, which is kind of excited that he's getting behind this because it's rural Utah that's getting behind this. And normally you kind of get the city folk that see, you know, the benefits, but of like these more urban ideas, if you want to say. Um, but this is really exciting that the but soil is going farm through. Is yeah. Rural, so. yeah, when I'm rural and I'm a small farm and have more of that urban leaning. But um, so it's really neat to see that. So that's looking good for funding. And then we had Wasatch Community Gardens in there asking for their new project, their two acre farm that they're asking for some money to hopefully get like some solar or fund some of the green Phoenix farm. Uh The green that's going to be moving. Yeah. So that was really it was their first time um, in appropriations. So there's some really neat projects going on right now. Some good stuff. And then and then there's there's even another one that's already gone through the Senate, passed through the Senate, and now will be going on to the House and it's the urban Farming Assessment Act, and this is it's for through a, the House headed to the Senate. Opposite, okay, but yes, it's going through. So it just it has one more hearing, but it's to kind of clear up some of the language um, between animals and vegetables, whether you have to have both or one, and this clears it up. Ah, this, this is, is so a tax break we heard about. Tax right? Break right. In, so this involved. is the tax break, and we're actually even doing a little bit more, not on the Hill, but with um, a assessors county assessors um we're working with them to get it kind of in the right part so then people on one acre who also have a house and a dwelling can still get the tax break so because this is for one acre but it's kind of difficult because they're like oh well you live on it so now it's not an acre in production Uh and we're trying to say no No. an acre is an acre you can carve out yeah and then i had someone else Mm -hmm. come to me and they're like well i run a full-blown hydroponics operation in my house so really my my dwelling's only my room <laughs> so you know there's the, the, when you start getting creative there's a lot of ways to think yeah. about these right, things for so sure. well, we saw how much these tax breaks affect folks our friends at solstice spice right yes yeah and that farm property right in right in the heart of uh, salt lake county mm-hmm. and some folks at the county level like nobody uses this anymore and it almost went away so it's important to pay attention yeah to and I mean, what I do for my living is run a farm. And so we are on two acres and we use this tax break. And we grew, Cedar City grew like 6% in the last two years. And so our taxes have gone up significantly. So this makes it possible for me to be able to farm on essentially what would be a great building lot for a lot of people. Uh So. uh 
and other things are going on too. Um, you guys are you have your own couple of things going on. There's the pastries and politics, politics and pastries. However you want to say it, one way or the other. <laughs> so Thursday I've heard morning, your mom right? say it one yeah. way and the other. Yes. <laughs> and and this is about like educating folks to kind of be citizen lobbyists, right? Yeah, it's a great time if you've never been on the hill or it's kind of new to you or you want to check it out. It's a great way to come up. It's you know non we are non you know partisan we just love food and so if you want to come up and meet your representative or kind of get a feel or know what bills we're doing we have great pastries and you can just come it's on the it's in the um capitol building room 160 on the main floor and it's every thursday 9 30 to 10 30 you can stay later if you want but that's kind of like the designated and, time. you know if you haven't been to the capitol it's pretty amazing just to go and check out the rotunda and just look around yeah. and, and then you can actually go and sit in on meetings and things mm-hmm. right yeah and so um last week we actually we're sitting in there, and because it was Wasatch Community Gardens, we all ran in and watched them <laughs> and supported them. So it was really fun for people to be able to see them and them to be able to have a support group. And then one more thing. You want to talk a little bit about the artists' um the, the, what taste you, what of you art. have going the on? Taste the taste of, of art. art. Yes. yes. So we're we'll be um, putting on the taste. I think right now it's the taste of taste of art that will be happening. The preview March thirtieth, yes. and that's mm-hmm. going to be at the Central Ninth Market here in Salt Lake City. Yes. What will people enjoy? So um, we're actually discussing details this Sunday. So I'm not, but it will be for the artists and the farmers to get to meet and hang out and kind of start that. Um, process of them curating art you've been doing a call for artists Mm -hmm. and they're going to be inspired they can go to and visit a farm or they can go and take pictures and then go Mm -hmm. and work in their studios yeah and then then we'll have the main show with the artwork that will be for sale um and that will be at snuck farm and i don't know in 2024 yes and I'll put a I'll put a link in the show notes, folks, so you can check it out. But that's going to be a it's lot be really of really exciting. I I love bringing these two together. They're yeah. both people that don't make very much money. <laughs> well, before the we farmers let... and the artists, yeah, <laughs> it's a great you know great fundraiser to put both of the both of those two together. <laughs> Struggling farmers, starving artists. Right. There we go. <laughs> well, before we let you and Allison go, I just wanted to, you know kind of what's the temperature of. On Utah's Capitol Hill, I mean, there's been such hot button issues early in the session. And so these are kind of more you got to dig for them and find them to support them. Alice, I don't know if there's anything you're watching or or happy about or unhappy about. Let it fly. Uh, there's a lot that I'm unhappy about, but I'm not going to let any of that fly. Um, <laughs> that's I, for after the mics. That's for after the mics. I, I really appreciate all the work that Sarah and Sambria do. Um in the food community and it, you know it's it, it's not it doesn't feel accessible for everybody mm-hmm. to just like march up to the hill and sit in a, in a committee meeting or whatever but um it's it's it is accessible for anyone that wants to learn about what is going on about what's happening in food law about what's happening you know it's stuff that affects our everyday lives and it affects the everyday lives of our farmers and growers yeah Cimbria just showed up. I guess the meeting on the hill just ended, and she shoved someone in the room. So. <laughs> Mark Roberts is I? Mark Roberts is here with us, and uh, Mark used to be up on the hill himself, and now he's on the board of Red Acre Center. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. It's uh, bringing back some memories being up on the hill again after being away three years. Right? PTSD. Yeah. PTSD, <laughs> yes, and, and eight years in the legislature and, and working on all these food bills and with all your support, and I finally make it to one of your shows. <laughs> I know because it was always like it, you were always up there and during the show and you you couldn't make it, but yeah. we got you to come once a little while ago, and it's great to see you. Thanks yeah. for coming. Um, what's your pulse on what's going on on the hill with these things from the what's going on with the Red Acre Farm stuff? Yeah, it's it's actually been a little bit of an interesting year, and Simbri and I were just talking about it. You know, we've got this raw milk bill that expands um, the raw milk products that licensed raw milk dairies can can sell, right? And we have just been so conditioned over so many years to just gear up for this big fight, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Gear up for this big fight with the Department of uh-huh. Ag, Health Department, <laughs> Farm Bureau, everybody. And we've been talking to legislators and, and Simbri and Sarah told, you know, they've been talking to people and they're just like, what's the big deal? Yeah. 
sounds, right? What's the big simple. deal? Let's fix this. Yeah, and it's so we'll, we'll see how it goes Monday. The bills on committee Monday, but it, it's kind of starting to seem like we've we've got over this hump of hey, you guys are crazy. You're gonna kill everybody, and people are making cheese in their bathtub. Right, right, right. <laughs> to hey, you guys are reputable. There's there's people. You're feeding people. Yes, we love your food, <laughs> your lunches you do, and nobody's died yet. So, Are you sure you're not getting punked? <laughs> <laughs> so there's relationships. The relationship building over the last yeah. better part of a decade is really starting to pay off. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Good yeah. stuff. So is there anything uh, that you want to share, shout out? What have you been doing the last three years, by the way, since we saw you last? <laughs> three Raising kids, uh -huh. um, running my company, you know, yeah. uh, building my business. It's it's hard to, as a young legislator, mm -hmm. uh, being up here, raising a family, running a business, trying to do, you know, it's it's tough for young guys. So mm -hmm. I my hat's off to anybody really under 45 up here yeah. doing this. Good stuff. We're glad you're enjoying your family and uh, yeah. doing your business stuff. It's great to see you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, you bet. Glad you you right. took some time. If you're here next Friday, you know, let her shove in the room somewhere. <laughs> Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Sarah. Check tonight's show notes for more details. But let's go back to the band. And we got Eyes Buggy in the studio dropping a new single this month. We're going to hear it before the night's out. But you got some gigs coming up, right? Yes, we do. All right, Gavin, fill us in on that. What you got when? So on February 13th, we have a headline show at Kilby Court. It's being presented by 801 Sessions, so they're filming us from Spy Hop. And then um, the same week, on February 16th, it is a Thursday, we are playing at the Beehive. It is also a headline show. Those and are all ages? Yes, these are all ages. And then our last show is on the 25th of February. It is at Block Lung Society. That is an open show. Sweet. So where can folks find you on socials to check all that out? Um, we have Instagram right now. Our at is EyesBuggySLC, and then we do have Spotify and Apple Music. We only have one song out, our single, Die. Well, that's still to come live before the end of the show, folks. But, Al, what's up next? So it looks like what's up next, you guys have a little split thing with a couple of short songs, West Coast Grandpa and Gloria. And uh, West Coast Grandpa, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> kind of just uh, taking inspiration from the, uh, you know, older, older tunes mm -hmm. and uh, seeing that, you know, growing up. <laughs> so that that glam stuff and all that stuff means means something to you guys. Yeah, it's uh, just like our kind of inspiration, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, just kind of saying what we love about it. Very good. You guys are rocking. It's great to hear you. It's great to have you here. This is Eyes Buggy again. This was Miss West Coast Grandpa and Gloria, fresh and homegrown on KRCL 90.9 FM. <laughs> Burn me with Northern rhythm and sing it out. 
Radioactive on KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Share the Love event, a partnership with local charities in delivering hope this holiday season. Learn more and info on how to get involved at markmillersubaru.com. Thank you to everyone who donated to KRCL last year. Tax receipts for 2022 have gone out, but if you would like a digital version of your donation record, you can download one through your KRCL Connect account. Log in or sign up under the support tab at krcl.org. As always, email any questions you may have to members at krcl.org. Well, default taxes, default tyranny. She's doing three nights at the Apollo Theater. Three nights, sold out. They don't do that anymore. Sharon Jones did. KRCL's Music Meets Movies returns to Broovies in Salt Lake City on Thursday, February 9th for a screening of the 2017 film Living on Soul. Part concert film, part documentary, Living on Soul was filmed during the Daptone record label's three-night sold-out residency at the historic Apollo Theater in Harlem. Featuring music and interviews from Sharon Jones, Charles Bradley, Auntie Ballas, and more. The beginnings of Daptones were real scrappy. Charles Bradley was showing me how to level uh, radiator pipes, you know, and he would score us these black market Home Depot cards that we would, we would buy at a discount. Sharon did a lot of electricity with me. You know, I showed her how to wire the outlets as far as I could figure out. And I think that really set the tone for uh, the spirit of the label, which has always been driven by the soul and the hard work of the family. Join KRCL Thursday, February 9th at Brewvies in Salt Lake City. Tickets at the door at 6.30, movie at 7.30. Information at krcl.org. Yeah, hope to see you on Thursday. That'll be a good one. And Ruby's a great place to meet up with us. And if you wear your T-shirt, your KRCL T-shirt, you get in two for one, as I recall. That's the deal. I'm Laura Jones. You're listening to Radioactive. It's Punk Rock Farmer Friday. More to come. But at 7, it's Democracy Now! And then we roll into Not a Sideshow with Circus Brown at 8. Friday Night Fallout with Keith at 10.30. Liquid Rhythms with Camberola at 1. Random Shuffle, new show with Peter Oram at 4 a.m., Saturday Breakfast Jam with Shanley at 7, and then 
Saturday Sagebrush Serenade with John Florence. Now, you miss any of these shows? Well, we got you covered at krcl.org. Click on Programs, and you can listen on demand to the last two weeks of any show, including this one. So it's time for Aldine's uh, Urban Farm Report, and you actually went and hung out with a bunch of folks last week who are getting in on the slow flower farm business. Yes, yeah, right? slow farms, s- small farms, uh, locally grown slow flowers, which means they're grown right here. They're not coming from Mexico. They're not coming from all over the place. Uh, they didn't travel on a truck. So, you know, supporting local business and stuff. This this industry has gone crazy in the last five years, and there's so many farmers doing it now. And it's, uh, it's a big thing that the farm conference, they had their little flower farm conference last week at Wheeler Farm. And uh, we're going to talk to, I talked a little bit to Fawn Rucker, and uh, she's one of the board members there. Punk Rock Farmer on the road. This is Punk Rock Farmer Al, and I'm at Wheeler Farm at the Educational Building, the new building. And um, I'm here with Fawn Rukert, and uh, this is the Flower Farmer's first conference. Holy moly. Yes, so the first conference with the Utah Cup Flower Farm Association. We've done smaller winter events for our members in the last three years, but this is the first time we've had a conference, and it's been so fun. So it's sold out. How many folks do you think came? Uh, We counted, I think it's 104. Yeah, 105 Uh, with you. And this is the capacity for this space. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we're a little maxed out, actually. So maybe next year it's a bigger venue? I think we're already thinking ahead and going, where do we need to go so we can fit more people in? Very cool. So tell me how the day went a little bit with the speakers and such. Um, It's been wonderful. We had a keynote this morning with Allison Faulkner, and she is just like everybody's hype girl. And she talked about branding and... This was super encouraging and and really fun and energetic. And then we had a CSA panel, which most people are like, what is a CSA? And so that's community-supported agriculture. And we talked about how to do those as a farmer, and um, that was really fun. And then we had a bridal bouquet demonstration. Cool, very cool. And uh, it's break time now, it's lunch, and then what's coming after? So we also had a speaker about high tunnels, and then our last keynote is um, a farmer, Danielle, who came from Carpinteria, California, just for the event. Um, Her farm is Rose Story Farm, and she is just excellent in her field, and we are so excited to hear from her So I'll get to hear from her, and that's great. I'm I'm excited, too. So on the flower farming... um, in Utah has gone berserk in the last five years, hasn't it? Yes, yes it has. (laughs) Yeah, I think when I started, I could find maybe a handful of other farmers, you know, six or seven years ago, there were maybe 10 that I could find. And um, right now our our membership is at like 180. And that's, you know, there's other people that are still doing it out there too. That's so exciting. And it's grown into a very large industry. And there's, you know, it's creating a lot of... um, a lot of commerce and and things are going great for this it's so amazing yeah thanks i think it's great that we can a lot of our flowers come from out of the country and so if we can source more locally it's just better for our economy here in utah and for the environment so it's just a win-win slow flowers we're calling it right yes yes <laughs> actually there's a slow flower society very good yeah very good well thanks Vaughn. i mean you know short and sweet but uh this is really exciting. You guys are, uh, you're really happy. You have a big smile. I do. I am really happy. <laughs> it's been a good day. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. And that's Vaughn Rukert and Al Dynstrick, not KRCL's own punk rock farmer. And uh, they could probably do that conference quarterly, but they do have Flower Day, second annual, coming up in August. Mm-hmm. So stick around for more details. But now we want to bring in our guest from from Turn community services yes. i've messed in it they've been a name change out <laughs> in your mind in my mind <laughs> <laughs> surely how are you i'm great how are you i'm good it's great it's great to have you back um you know we we kind of collaborated last year and we were very fortunate to get support from the community and folks that i kind of filtered your way and it went the community garden 
that was started went off really good. But tell folks a little bit. We'll talk about that and all of that and what happened in the growing. But tell folks a little bit about actually what Turn Community Service is all about. So Turn was actually, this was our 50th year. We were founded in 1973 by a group of parents looking for an alternative to the state training school for their kids. And Turn has just grown the last 50 years. Uh, we have programs from Brigham City to St. George. We support adults with disabilities, all types of disabilities, uh, day program services, residential, supported employment, uh, art programs, you name it, we do it all. Community gardens. Community gardens. <laughs> so so last year, we, you asked me, we talked a little bit. We have a, a mutual friend that works with you, Colin, and... Um, uh, he suggested me, uh, I talked to you, and we really made made it happen. We got some, uh, we got some really cool garden boxes. We got some a uh, horse trough, big ones. Yeah. We got a lot of stuff donated from Wasatch Community Gardens, like, and that was really cool. They they, I asked them, and they said, yeah, over at the garden over here, because I I asked them about building some boxes because you asked me about wood and mm -hmm. how much it would be and they said well al we've got those things over at this garden over here just sitting there and you can have them and i was like whoa really and so talk about the setup of the garden after you guys got the stuff so when you pulled up with the trailer with all these boxes and stuff we were like oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> we were just our whole group there that day was um super impressed so we had to clear a bunch of weeds out, um, mow down stuff, chop it up, and then we unloaded your truck or and your trailer. We had about, and all you had that. about 15 people there. 15 to 20 people, yeah, from turn. Just the, the staff, and, everybody came. And it made short work of it, too. It was super fast. So got the boxes put in place. We got a load of um, dirt, compost dirt and stuff delivered. Um, probably five or six hours, I think, we had everything set up. Uh, the... The boxes moved so that people with wheelchairs could get in between those boxes and the troughs and dug up an area for the corn and the squash and everything that we planted. And, and then, you know, that was part of it. And then at the same garden where this all these boxes were, there was a bunch of irrigation stuff. And we got all the irrigation stuff, too. Yeah. And then Ed from Wasatch Community Gardens, the guy who dresses up like the tomato usually <laughs> at their <laughs> events, he came and him and I, we, we set up all the irrigation, too. They really footed the bill for us. They really did. They, they truly did and saved a ton of money on watering. The homeowners that let us use the land for the community garden said they didn't even notice a change. In their water bill. Wow. We didn't pay for any of the watering. We we traded some of the produce in trade for water. But like I said, they said they didn't even notice a difference. Talk about the, let's talk about the produce. What did you, what did you grow? What might you do differently this year? A little bit of the pulse on that. Oh, last year was definitely a learning experience for us. So we planted, we had one great big box with full of tomatoes. We couldn't give them away at the end of the season. There were so many. So tons of tomatoes. We planted a bunch of different peppers, um, carrots, radishes, lettuce, celery, uh, strawberry plants, uh, different types of cucumbers, some melons, different types of squash, pumpkins, eggplants, zucchini, green zucchini, yellow zucchini. We even got plants donated from the from the extra plants from the yeah. from the plant sale. All of the plants <laughs> that we had in our garden were donated from Wasatch Community Gardens last year. Fantastic. We really made it happen, right? didn't we? Oh, it was yeah. it was really cool. I know you I you guys thanked me a lot, but boy it was joyous just to see it all come together the way it did. And just to, you guys grew a lot of food. We did. We did. The clients came and would help with weeding. They helped plant the plants. So the people that were really involved got to see it from start to finish. Mm -hmm. They, you know, we spread out that produce throughout the agency to people from <laughs> Provo to Orem up to Brigham City. Here, you guys want zucchini? We've got a ton. Take it. So got some really cool pictures from the staff, too. They made zucchini bread. Um, people were trying some of the summer squash. Staff learned how to cook different vegetables for people, make mm -hmm. different meals, 
people were just trying new foods and that's what it was all about for us last year is getting people in introduced to new vegetables and so it was a great success and we kind of thought it might be we were hoping it was a great success and we're projecting for this year yeah we want to do it again we learned um not to plant so many squash together (laughs) (laughs) because they're going to vine out everywhere yes um but just a different layout this year for the garden. We have a better idea of where things are going to grow and how much sun they need. Um, we have some blackberry bushes that our executive Dave, director Dave Hennessy donated and planted last year. Those are doing fantastic. So looking for some different vegetables this year than we had last year to introduce people to new stuff and see where it goes from there. How much room is left in that backyard? Um we still have more space to plant more things, but we were in a hurry last year to maybe, just kind of get it in. Maybe so. a dwarf fruit tree or two, a small little uh, fruit tree I'm or sure two. I'm sure they would let us. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. And uh, the the homeowners were really oh. generous and really cool to lend out their backyard. Yes, that, fantastic. Just the way it all came together was really, truly amazing and, mm-hmm. and really great. And I know you guys are really um, happy. You guys were want to give back, and I know you guys are going to go and help with the WCG. Maybe start some starts when they for their plant sale coming up. We are. We've already got. Um, we've made arrangements. We're going to have two groups go on Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, March sixth. So we're going to do a AM group uh, for some of our day programs and people who need a little bit more assistance. Uh huh. And then we're going to do an afternoon group for some of the other people that work that can't go to the AM spot, they're going to go to the, p- the afternoon one and do some of the annual seed planting. We're excited. You guys are excited. I, I mean, um, it just I can't say it enough. It really came together, didn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. We I would post pictures weekly on my Facebook page, and people were like, we want to help. We want to help. Come. We'll take all the help we can get. After 50 years, what do you think it is about turn that just – really turns people on when you say, hey, we need help, and they come out of the woodwork. I, you know, I think it's just people care. People, we, The people that have been there for so long love, we love our jobs, we love what we do, we love the individuals that we work with and making a difference in their lives. And um, I've met a few people that came and helped us with an event that we did for Thanksgiving, and now every week, yeah. we want to help, we want to help, how can we do this, what can we do? I saw a Facebook post on your feed that celebrating the anniversaries of folks that work for you yeah a combined 243 years of experience some months there's even more than that yeah yeah that's just the folks that were celebrating the anniversary that month i guess yeah but uh tell us about your clients that you work with and folks listening might hear this and go well i need to check this out for my family member or loved one how can they get involved so most of our funding comes from dspd the division of services for people with disabilities we contract with them um, we also do private pay, so if families are on the waiting list, there's numerous different programs to help get people services while they're on the waiting list. Unfortunately, that can be a very long waiting list, but uh, turns great about helping people as much as we can. Yeah. It, it's it, nonprofit; they're not in it to make a lot of money. It's more so to help people live their best life. 850 individuals with developmental disabilities. We're talking Brigham City to St. George. Yeah. Yeah, lots of, lots of people. I I've mainly worked with supported living, so people who are very independent but need a little bit of support to be able to live out in the community and work and give back. And in September, I I got a promotion to director, so now I'm Congrats. over a, su- a supervised apartment program, a day pro- not a day program, a supervised apartment program a group home, as well as a family support respite summer camp program. So I get to experience the summer camp for kids from 8 to 22 that come during the day that just need some support while mom and dad are at work and get to go hang out with those guys, go swimming and do all kinds of activities during the summer. should be pretty fun. Back to the garden. What what are you going to grow this year that you didn't grow last year? What are you going to try? Well, we have we planted two artichokes. One of them didn't make it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the one that did still is growing. Um, 
not as many tomatoes, that's for sure. <laughs> we couldn't get rid of all of oh, them. Oh, you had good tomato luck. Oh, we had tons of tomatoes. It looked like a jungle out there. They didn't get the. They didn't get they what didn't get I the, had. They, they didn't, didn't get, get the, the fusarium rot like no. I did. Well, did you follow your advice to us and put the the sunscreen over them mm, when they were I, littler? I I did I didn't I but I have someone who has some. He's actually a KRCL listener to uh-huh. uh, Bob Mackey, and he's like, I got a bunch of that stuff. I ordered like uh, three hundred feet of it, and oh I didn't God. know. <laughs> and he, so. I'm going to have some to put over my cool. tomatoes this year. My peppers did good because they had it. We did peppers. So this year, I think we're going to look for different types of squash. Um, maybe one or two zucchini Some patty plants. pans. Plant some patty pans. Patty Those pans. are the ones that kind of look like a flattened like, squash. Like, like a little, spaceship. Yeah, like yeah, a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Those are fun to cook. Uh, just some fun stuff that we don't normally see that people might want to try. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. introducing them to... All kinds of stuff. You know, I always ask myself, uh, what am I? What do I eat that I don't grow? And a couple of years ago, it was potatoes and onions. And, you know, I try to, I'm running out of things now, but I always try to, that's my question is, what am I going to eat? What do we like to eat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prepare salsa, salsa yeah. garden. You know, I learned a lot about gardening. Like, I've always had just a small salsa garden, Different. for instance. <laughs> yeah, and growing, and, and having that garden on the scale that we had last year was the biggest that I've ever done. But learn so much. Like I've never p- planted potatoes. You bought brought potatoes over, and one of our clients is that was there that day working with us said, "I know what you do. You cut you cut them into chunks and uh-huh. you bury the eye in the dirt." And I'm like I would have not know have that. ever known that. So that's <laughs> awesome. Very good. Thanks for coming, Shirley. It was great to catch up with you. And uh, well, let's let's um, keep the flow going, and we'll. I'm sure we can. Get the same stuff we got last year. Get some plants and things. If you need something or if you don't have the right hookup, let me know, and we'll try to help as much well, as I can. I will be in touch to pick your brain about peas and stuff like that. Okay, go. sounds good. And website for, for uh, Turn Community Services, formerly Project Turn. Yes, it's www.turncommunityservices.org. And check tonight's show notes for a link, folks. Let's go back to our band, Eyes Buggy, taking us out. Brand new single you dropped. Where can folks get it, Gavin? Um, on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon. And then you got gigs coming up this month. We'll put links in the show notes. But folks can follow you on Instagram, right? Yes, they can. If you want to Okay, so uh, we've got one more song. It's a single that you dropped just earlier. What? When did this come out? We dropped it on January 6th. Okay, so, so it's, a couple weeks ago. it's fresh. Yeah. What's it about? It's about uh, being sad. Oh, okay. Being a little sad. <laughs> So, folks, you can uh, check them out on Spotify and an EP coming, hopefully, this year? Yes, we're planning on it. Okay. And then got gigs. I'm just grabbing my notes here. We've got February 13th at Kilby, the 16th at Beehive, February 25th, Black Lung Society, Eyes Buggy SLC on Instagram, Aldine. So um, the next one is Guy. and this Die. is And this is the singer, Guy. And this is the this is the single that's coming out or already out now, mm-hmm. but this is the first time you've played it on the radio. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming, you guys. It's great to have you. Want to say a little bit about the song? Yeah, um, it was the first song that created the band. This is like the first song we ever got together and wrote. It is kind of about you know being sad, not understanding your feelings. And, yeah, we're happy to play it. Gavin on guitar and vocals, Simon on bass and vocals, Chance on guitar, Ginger rocking the drums, Aldine. Guitar, I love that. Um, uh, The first time I ever saw, I saw Edgar Winter play the guitar back in the day, and that's pretty cool. So that goes back to some roots, too. Um, Love that thing. It's really cool. So this one is Guy, and this is the new single, but it's out, it's out now. We have Eyes Buggy, Fresh and Homegrown, right here at KRCL 90.9 FM.
KRCL, Salt Lake City. It might take a while for that rusted out Geo Metro in your garage to become vintage, so why not donate it in the meantime? 
KRCL's vehicle donation partner, Cars Inc., will tow your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, give you a tax receipt, and cut a check to KRCL. That means your college SUBI can fuel Sagebrush Serenade and your 1980 station wagon can power women who rock. For details on donating your vehicle to KRCL, drop by the support tab at krcl.org.